Welcome to Fanboy and the Hater, a podcast hosted and produced by Mike Hall and Jim Harris, where we discuss the best and worst in movies, TV, and pop culture, edited by Jim Harris, and music by Mike Hall. Oh, right. That's how you turn it on. All right. It's been it's been a while. It's been almost a year. <laughs> so, uh... Let's let's go ahead and get this started again. Uh, Jim, why have we been away for so long? We were uh, shuttled away to an undisclosed location to answer government questions for the last nine months, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the the quote-unquote popularity of our stand-up comedy episode got us into some legal trouble, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused by that. I swear it's lawyers. Yes, 460 plus downloads and counting, our most popular episode ever. But yes, it has been, what, nine months? Yeah, something like that. I don't know, my, my new job has been crazy busy. You know, I, I took the new job thinking, hey, this, this should be a lot of work, but it should be a lot less stress and easier to manage and, and whatnot. And turns out it's a lot more work and a lot more stress and I have almost no time anymore. Um, and, I, and I know personally for me, I mean, I spend a lot of my time at work in front of a computer. So when we get here and it's like, oh, we, we've got to uh, edit this podcast that we go before we put it out. And I'm like, I, I don't want to sit in front of a computer for six to eight hours to edit this thing. I mean, look at our, our Boba Fett episode that how long has that been? Two years almost? In the process of being edited? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yes. I mean, since Boba Fett came out, <laughs> I've been trying to work on editing it for almost two years, and I'm a third of the way through it. <laughs> and and around the same time that we stopped, or a few months before we stopped, I also started a new job. So I've been a full-time actual job job working, whereas before I was a freelancer. So my availability dropped uh, tremendously. And again, like you said, I spend all day... Uh, in front of a computer. Uh, so yeah, at night or on the weekends, I was very demotivated to record something and definitely demotivated to to edit stuff. We actually will be releasing what we're calling the Lost Episodes because we actually do have some episodes in the can that we just never released because we, like Mike said, we didn't finish editing them. So it'll seem weird. It's like, why? They're talking about Boba Fett now? <laughs> <laughs> we actually did see it when it came out, but we have some stuff that we just haven't released uh, that we will get to. And probably will be the, the next few episodes that we will release will, will come from the so-called lost episodes. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, too, from, from my perspective, we've, we've talked about getting together to record. And I've just been, I, I mean, I'm, I'm so antisocial and I'm, <laughs> I, I'm around so many people at work that on the weekends, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to be around like... I mean, it's not that I don't want to see your face, <laughs> but I don't want to see your face. <laughs> That's okay. There's a reason this is an audio podcast. No one wants to see my face. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I've been at. Just, you know, busy, don't want to be around people. I've just been 
taking my weekends to just relax and and not be around people and reset so that I can go back to work, but I miss it. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely continued to watch stuff. In fact, we actually did, even though it's also going to be a part of the Lost Episodes, we were both so excited about a particular show that we actually did get back together and record something during our hiatus, but it's also on the list of things we have not released, (laughs) which is The Sandman. So... That is at least something relatively recent <laughs> that we, again, did record at the time that it came out. And that was that, that was the almost coming back uh, episode because we were both so excited about the series and liked it that we got together and recorded something. But that's on a list of things we haven't got around to editing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that here in a couple minutes. But in the meantime, like you said, we haven't stopped watching things. So. Oh, yeah. Figure maybe we'd, we'd go through a brief list of some of the stuff that we've been watching that we probably won't do episodes on because we don't really have enough to say about them. Um, and I'll, I'll go ahead and start us off with, it was actually one of my favorite things to watch recently, and that was Wednesday. And I know for me, I was really excited for it because when I was a kid, the Adams Family movies came out. I was the same age as Wednesday. I had a huge crush on Wednesday at the time which may or may not have fed why I like such dark things now. I don't know if that was <laughs> present before or not. So I was really excited to see what they did with the character, and I was very happy with that. Like it, it wasn't meant for me, necessarily. I'm not going to sit here and glamorize it and say it was the greatest thing ever, because I can fully understand why you might not have liked it as well, but I personally enjoyed it for what they did, for, just for the character aspect of it. I can see you having an affinity for the character because of our age differences. It would have been creepy for me to like it at the time because I'm over a decade older than you. So I did see that. I remember the original television series, Mm -hmm. the black and white TV series from the, I think, 60s that got, uh, was replayed a lot during the 70s. You're talking about the Christina Ricci era movies, the two movies that were made in the early 90s. Which at that time, Christina Ricci was approximately your age at that time, like mm-hmm. 13 years old. I was in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty creepy. <laughs> so that aspect of it didn't obviously appeal to me. But I did like those movies. And I did like the campiness of the original TV series. So I watched Wednesday. I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't like a few of the character choices, mainly because of the actors that they chose, not because of anything else. Yeah, but it, it was it was enjoyable enough. I I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I, it probably really wasn't meant for us, um, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. All right. Um, next up for me, most recently watched, I suppose, uh, was why it came up higher on the list. But that '90s show. Now, I I was I really liked that '70s show. Um, just for the simple fact that it was just pure entertainment. And, you know, it was it was funny. I thought the actors really got along well together. So I watched that 90s show, hoping that it was going to be as good. And I see a lot of reviews coming through saying that, oh, yeah, they took everything from that 70s show and, and they made it the same and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, I wasn't that impressed with it. Uh, it was okay. Um, I think they leaned way too heavily on Kitty and Red to make it. And I liked a couple of the new characters, but a couple of them just annoyed the crap out of me. Season two, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. 
Yeah, I, I watched that 90s show. I was a big fan of uh, that 70s show. Again, not because it was a great show. I thought it was a good, nice piece of mindless entertainment. It was, in it was enjoyable enough to watch. It's interesting to look back at now because it launched the acting careers of so many people who at that time had done virtually nothing. But yeah, that it, it's funny. You may not even have remembered this, but following the success of that 70s show, a very briefly attempted that 80s show... We don't well, talk about that. Yeah, no one talks about that show. <laughs> it didn't have any connection to that 70s show. They just thought, hey, let's make a show about the 80s. Uh, and it was terrible. I don't even think it lasted a full season. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, it, it was on like broadcast TV. <clears throat> I'd so actually we, completely forgot about it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, so, I mean, that attempt to replicate that 70s show, but not being tied to it was tried before and it was terrible. I agree. The whole Red and Kitty thing probably was there. I don't know if it was really all that necessary to ground the show in a continuation of that 70s show, but maybe that influenced them to say, well, when we didn't tie it, that 80s show was terrible. Maybe we need to make it seem like a continuation. Plus, it is a little bit interesting because the age differences kind of line up with mm -hmm. two decades later, the people are in real life or more than actually more than two decades older. So it kind of added a little bit to that a little. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't other than Kitty and Red, they didn't overuse the original cast, probably largely because they couldn't afford them. But <laughs> I agree. I liked some of the characters. I didn't like others. I'm not sure if it was good enough for me to care about season two or not. Right. But it was, it was good enough to watch. All right. Next on my list. I was really excited for this. Uh, when I saw it come out, I, I got a little excited. I decided to watch it, and I loved it. And it was one of those shows that when it got done, I was mad because I wanted more. But I was also really excited that they stopped where they did because if they had done more and stretched it out, it would have sucked. And that is The Witcher New Blood. I, I loved it. Um, and it got me excited enough that I went back and started rewatching The Witcher the, the, the two seasons of The Witcher. So, I, I don't know. Did, you, you watched it as well, right? I did, yes. I watched um, miniseries? Prequel miniseries? Yeah, it's like six episodes. Yeah, it's it's short. Like, I think it might have even been four. It was short. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Four. <clears throat> um, so, it's technically kind of like a prequel series mm -hmm. of it, which may end up tying into the next couple of seasons of the actual Witcher show. Yeah, uh, but I liked it for what it was on its own. It motivated me to rewatch. I had already seen it, but it motivated me to rewatch the first two seasons of Witcher and even the the Witcher animated movie uh, that they had too. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed rewatching all of that after watching the prequel series. It was it was um, it was good enough. I enjoyed it. It was the right length. It yeah. was the right um, good mix of characters, um, good people. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, th I thought it was a good story, good plot, uh, good background for the Witchers as characters, and just good characters. Yeah, I thought so. So while we're we're finishing up talking about TV shows we've been watching, you kind of took a weird tangent on the TV shows you've been watching. I have, and this is kind of weird. I don't know if we've ever talked about this before on the show. I'm not a huge fan of reality television. I, I've never really been uh, a big fan of it. It's a, obviously a wide genre that has lots of mm -hmm. different subgenres to it. But something that it makes absolutely no sense why I would have done this, I have been watching a lot of cooking shows. 
I cannot cook. I do not cook. But I've been watching a lot of cooking shows lately. <laughs> <laughs> now you, on the other hand, actually do and can cook. Yeah, I even tried to teach you to cook a little bit a couple times, and it did not work at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, before we talk about the ones I've watched, have you ever watched cooking shows? No, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't think I've ever watched a full show. Because, I don't know, to me, those cooking shows, they're all about, like, fancy restaurant-style cooking and about, like, oh, how does it look? And, you know, I'm I'm making this amazing sauce. And to me, when when I'm cooking, if all I taste is the sauce... I don't really want to eat it. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I don't use a lot of seasonings because if all I taste is seasoning, I don't want to eat it. I eat chicken because I like the taste of chicken. You know, I'll, I'll I'll add different flavors to it and stuff to change it up, but I still want to taste the chicken. You Agreed. Know? So yeah. that, that's that's kind of why I don't watch it because I'm just going to end up more aggravated. Yeah, and I don't watch, like, like the Iron Chef or, like, the really, like, professional cooking shows. I have a tendency to watch the more, like, amateur competition type shows maybe gimmicky type competition shows and i'm really i really could not care less about the cooking aspect i'm kind of watching for the entertainment the psychology of it like a lot of the shows you're cooking against a clock so it's a challenge not just you know are you a good chef but can you prepare something weird that they throw at you and like a really short amount of time and then people screw up and then watching mm. people who are otherwise really good at doing a thing have to deal with the fact that crap because of the clock i gotta try to make something different mm. or try to make up for the fact that if i had enough time you know i might be able to cook circles around this other person right like oh you're gonna make this dish that takes two hours but you only have an hour and 15 minutes to make it yeah yeah exactly like one of the shows i watched was called um best in dough which is an intentional pun. It's basically a, a pizza cooking competition. So it's uh, each episode, it's self-contained. So some, some shows like the winner goes on to the next episode, blah, 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 to the end of the season, some grand finale. Best in Dough is just self-contained episodes. Three people who make pizzas competed against each other to see who makes the best pizza. And each, and each individual episode had different themes to it. One of them was a deep dish pizza theme, which was very challenging for many of the people who did it because they weren't given enough time to meet deep dish pizza completely from scratch with the dough and then the cooking time that was needed and all that type of stuff. So it was interesting. But again, I, I found it interesting from the just the watching people make competitions. Like when they get to the point where like the, the judges say like what they did right and what they did wrong and talk about different cooking techniques. This does not cut it. Exactly. Oh, well, most of the shows have a comedian that's part of the host panel, mm. and the comedian's job is to make a bunch of silly puns yeah. and to make a lot of uh, different things. Um, so there's always that uh, little hook on most of the shows. Uh, but again, for me, it's like the, the cooking aspect of it. It's not like it motivated me to want to go out. I ordered Domino's a couple of times, but it wasn't going to make me go out and, go out and uh, uh, make my own uh, pizza. So that show... I enjoyed some of the other ones are kind of like more, I guess. Well, could, I feel like we need to say we are not sponsored by Domino's. We're not. Unfortunately. Damn it. I would take that sponsorship <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> Is this episode going to be 30 minutes or less? <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's free. <laughs> some of the other ones I've watched, like I, there's a huge list. I'm not going to go through all of them. Some of them are also kind of like gimmicky. Like there's a, a but I like it. Like, there's a show called Baking Impossible, which combines baking and engineering. 
So like you're making a, a cake that also has to act like a bridge and they have to put stuff on top of it and see if it collapses. So it's a combination of both edible things and engineering things being put together. Like they build like a go-kart. It's made out of a go-kart underneath, but it also has edible stuff around it that they smash together. And then there's also the cooking part of it. There's also, you also make an actual, you actually bake an actual cake. So part of the competition is, does your cake taste good? But the other part of the competition, did you meet the engineering challenge? So it's a weird, like, combo type show. I so want to be on that show. Yes, it is. I would highly recommend, again, even if you don't like, it's, it's entertaining to watch. Even if you're not into cooking shows. So that's Baking Impossible is fun. And my other kind of gimmicky one is, is it cake? And it's a show where literally the challenge is to bake a cake that looks like something, like a purse. Mm-hmm. And then they put it on a pedestal and judges come in and try to tell, is that actually a cake or like an actual purse? And if they can stump the judges, they win. And you would think, well, that's stupid. They must easily always be able to tell what the cake is. It's pretty impressive, the things that people are able to make that look like they're not cake, they look like an everyday object. So that's kind of a, a fun sort of uh, show as well. Yeah, I've actually seen memes on that one. Yeah, and that's, I think, I think both of the shows I mentioned, Best in Dough, Is It Cake, and Baking Impossible only have one season. I think they're all on Netflix, but I believe they're all coming back. And then the other, only other one I'll mention is a show called Pressure Cooker, which I think is also on Netflix. It's kind of like cooking show meets Big Brother. It's a bunch of chefs living in a house together. And unlike other shows, there's no, like, master chefs judging them or anything like that. They basically are judging themselves and then voting people out of the house. So it's an interesting show. It's also interesting because it combines, like, food snobs that, like, cook at, like, Michelin star restaurants that make fancy cuisine that I would never eat because I'm not a foodie, uh, combined with more what I would call more blue-collar type chefs who basically make food that tastes good. Oh, like me. Yeah. And it's just interesting because they give they get given different challenges that run the gamut of that. And again, they're basically voting each other on or off in, in various different challenges. So it's not some like hoity-toity super chef coming in and saying, you know, you did that wrong, you're out. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'll, I'll stop there. But yeah, I've been watching lots of cooking shows. And again, makes absolutely no sense. But I think part of the reason why I like it, turn off my brain. I just, I gotta sit there done and, and done for me. Exactly. It's like I don't have to pay that much because again, I'm not looking for cooking tips. I'm not going to the kitchen after to watch it. I just want something that's easy to consume, pun intended, that yeah. I, I find entertaining, even though it has no not a plot or a character development or anything. I don't have to really pay that much. I don't even have to pay that much attention. I can walk in and out of the room. I don't have to pay close attention during the cooking part of the show. I just like watching them. It's 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 nice, mindless entertainment for me. Mm-hmm. For me, that kind of wraps up any TV shows or anything, because I've been I also going back to what have we been up to, I've been trying to get back on track with fitness again, trying to get back into shape again, and so a lot of what I've been watching is YouTube stuff, uh, particularly, uh, I'm going to butcher his name probably, Johnny Shreve, I think it is, but he's basically a bodybuilder that does, that teaches, he helps people learn and and 
uh, mentors people that are working out and trying to build their physiques for bodybuilding and stuff like that for competitions. And he has a channel that he basically looks at influencers showing uh, their workout routines. And then he critiques them and actually says, like, don't do it that way because you're going to hurt yourself because this is how you should be doing it. And so I've been really using that to work on my form to realize how weak I really am compared to where (laughs) I should be for how much I've worked out in my life. Um, So I'm reshaping and redoing that. And also while I'm working out normally... While I'm working out, I'd be watching a TV show, but again, with work being the way that it has been, I've been listening to like audiobooks and stuff, um, trying to better my professional life rather than watching TV. So I haven't really been able to watch a whole lot. Cool. A different type of building that I will mention as another reality show, Lego Masters. <laughs> awesome show. Three seasons. I think that one's on Hulu. So if you know what Lego bricks are, if you know what Lego... Does anybody not know Legos? Lego bricks. Oh, sorry. sorry Legos sorry. is not the correct term. That's that's the brand. Lego is the brand. Yeah. They are not called Legos. They're called Lego bricks. You don't have to be a dork. This it's is a, called Kiss My Ass. <laughs> it is called Kiss My Ass. It's a really... <laughs> Will Arnett is the, the comedic host, and then two people actually from Lego are the actual Lego masters who judge people. It, it's a really interesting show. Yeah. Uh, it's a, I, I, would, I would recommend that as a different type of reality TV that's a competition show that's fun. All right. So I, I also thought we would uh, hit on a few movies uh, that we've seen, probably won't do episodes on, First one being, I think it's important to touch on, would be uh, Wakanda Forever. Okay. Um, so we went and saw that. I know I I enjoyed it-ish. Um, I was really upset with Namor. Not so much. Like, if I didn't know the comic books, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But in my mind, for the most part, they butchered that character. Um, and not just because of... Oh, they changed ethnicities. I, I don't really care about that. They changed the character. And as we've said in the past, that's what matters to me. Um, so, and and the, the the themes and the things that they were hitting on that just didn't reach me. Um, I fully understand why people love it so much. And I'm not going to argue that they shouldn't. It, it just, it, it wasn't for me. There was no way I was going to enjoy the movie. Because the loss of Chadwick Boseman was a tragedy, not just for the mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe, but for humanity. But there was no way they were going to be able to do, in my opinion, there was no way they were going to be able to do a good Black Panther movie without him. Um, I don't even know the source material. I just like Chadwick Boseman, and I thought the first Black Panther movie was awesome. So I knew it wasn't going to be, so I, I had to watch it, and I only watched it once. I don't really have any great desire to see it again. It was Good enough. I thought they did a nice... It was a nice way of saying goodbye to mm-hmm. Chadwick. And I, I think actually... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off there, but I think that is actually the biggest fault of the movie, though. Oh, okay. As a movie. As a movie. Be- because oh, okay. the, the whole movie was basically a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, which he deserved 100%. Mm-hmm. But fast forward 10, 15 years, I think it's going to be lost. Yes, because the the that movie for me again I've only seen it once. To me, it was a collection of vignettes that were self contained, but didn't really make a cohesive narrative. Mm-hmm. 
which I don't know, part of that also may have been influenced by the fact that part of it was filmed under COVID-19 restrictions. So I don't know, that might have led to some of it. But yeah, overall, as a movie, I didn't think it was really all that great. But yeah, it's probably yeah. its best attribute is, is, is a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. But like you said, it's not really going to hold up as well, probably in the future. Right now, it, it I think, I, and I'm not trying to speak for people, but I think that the Chadwick Boseman aspect is the thing that people are latching on to for why they love it so much as a tribute. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're really looking past that right now. Yeah, I um, agree. Well, speaking of underperforming or under underwhelming movies... Let's say, I'm trying to think of the nicest way of putting this. (sighs) I should have loved this movie. I really wanted to love this movie. Everything about this movie, I just should have spoke to me, like, one-on-one. Like, it should have meant everything for me. Thor Love and Thunder. And it is one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) I never want to see this movie again. I... Never want to see this movie again. It has ruined Taika Waititi for me. I don't ever want to see anything from Taika Waititi again because of this movie. I am not genuinely, genuinely being impressed with his Marvel movies. I'm not a huge, I'm a, a middle of the road fan of his in general. I have not been fond of his Marvel movies. I thought Thor and the Love of Crap was that that's all it was. It was it was a shitty movie. It really was. And again, again, it, for people who don't understand, Mike not only loves comic book movies. Mike loves the character of Thor, even though the character of Thor cinematically is very different than the source material. The fact that Mike doesn't want to see any superhero movie more than once, but especially a Thor movie, tells you all you need to know. It, especially since it brought in the Jane Foster Thor, which I love as a character. Mm-hmm. It brought in so many other elements of things that I should have loved because I'm also fascinated by gods and the fact that they brought in that whole realm of gods, all the different ones, like everything about this movie should have been something I loved. And he just made a joke out of every, every aspect of it. And I, I really felt like the entire movie was just mocking me to my face. It's also really bizarre. I mean, I only saw it once. The movie starts out in a rather stark, serious, ooh, they could be doing something with this, and then immediately turns into a nonstop, let's just make stupid joke after stupid joke after stupid joke after stupid joke. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the fuck is this piece of crap? If they were good jokes, it might be something different, but they weren't. They weren't. But again, the bad guy, the, the the attempted seriousness and the underlying story of the bad guy completely made no sense with the slapstick humor of the mm-hmm. rest of the movie. It's just like, it just doesn't work on any level. And every time it would start to get good, they would do that stupid joke, slapsticky. I When people ask me about the movie, I'm like, if you're 10 years old, maybe it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But if you're older than that, have any maturity level, any any give a shit, it's terrible. It, it's horrible. It it has a lower rating than Thor 2. <laughs> I liked Thor 2. Uh, Thor 2, the shit world? Oh, uh, that was Thor 2, dark world? Yeah, the dark world. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Back back when we did our earlier Thor episode, I rewatched those. I, I remember not liking it 
when I saw it the first time, I actually thought it was okay on the rewatch. Mm -hmm. The only Thor movies I really haven't enjoyed is Love and Thunder, and I had mixed feelings about Ragnarok, both which are... Taika Waititi, yeah. Right. So it's like, sorry, but, but both but, of his Thor movies are not good. But the difference is he didn't write Ragnarok. Yeah, So true. it still had the good elements there. Mm-hmm. The jokes that he made, put into it to put his spin on it, weren't as overwhelming because they weren't written that way initially. But he wrote this one, and he yeah. wrote it specifically to just be that. And what should have been a very serious movie with some jokes sprinkled in became a joke of a movie with some serious parts sprinkled in. And it was, it, uh, we're, we're talking about this too much. We're talking about it too much. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, movies wise, I haven't been watching a whole lot. I've been trying to catch up on a couple things. I did rewatch Dr. Strange two multiverse of madness to try to see if I would enjoy it more on the second watching and I would say I did enjoy it a little bit more because then I at least knew what to expect, but not a lot more. Um, it, I would never say I don't want to watch it, but I'm not going to, if given the choice between a bunch of good things, I'm not going to be like, oh, let's watch Doctor Strange 2. I greatly dislike the movie because of the Marvel television shows, the only one that I actually enjoyed, the, Mar- the, the Disney Marvel television shows, the only one that I actually enjoyed, although we'll get to She-Hulk, we'll talk about, we will come back to TV shows. I think that's a couple we should talk oh. about. We should, but, but, but sorry to distract you. Not counting that, of the other Marvel television shows, the only one I really enjoyed and rewatched was WandaVision. And the multiverse of madness fucking destroys her character. Now I understand Elizabeth Olsen wants out of the MCU. She didn't want to make the movies anymore. I understand. What the fuck? Why did they have to do that? I was so excited about the potential future of the Scarlet Witch in the MCU. And they just destroyed... I only saw the movie once. But as we were going through the movie, I was like, oh, they're making her the bad guy. Oh, don't make her the only bad guy. No, no, fuck you. And I was just like, fuck off. It's like the only thing I liked about... The Marvel television universe was WandaVision, and I was so looking forward to more Scarlet Witch storylines. And I also think that since the first Doctor Strange movie, they have just fucked that character, too. I didn't like Doctor Strange in um, Spider-Man No Way Home, and I didn't like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, they make him too careless. Yeah. he was The first one was good, but... They have not done well after that. So yeah, I have only seen that movie once and I will not watch it again. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about Marvel going forward. And that's not good. I mean, I'll I'll go to see the movies, but I'm probably right. I mean, I we had said this before. It's like I typically only watch Marvel movies once anyway. I don't really rewatch a lot of them. So like the I think the next one that's coming out from the date of this recording is Ant-Man. I'll go see it. But, I, but so I don't think there's going to be any Marvel movie that I'll skip. Mm. But I don't think there's any I'm, I I do not anticipate rewatching any of them. Yeah. Or wanting to rewatch any of them. I, I'm hoping that they spring back back, but that might be uh too much. Hoping for too much. Going back to She-Hulk, I can't <laughs> believe <laughs> I miss. I guess in my head, 
we must have already talked about it. Because <laughs> it's been such a long... We, well, actually, in fairness, we have talked about it, just we haven't podcasted about it. <laughs> See? <laughs> and that's why we're not allowed to talk unless we're recording. <laughs> did, but before you jumped, did you have another movie or did you just want to no, jump that, to that was that was it for okay, me. Okay, jump to She-Hulk then. I, I have some other TV shows. I'm done with movies. Go okay. ahead. Um, so She-Hulk. I love She-Hulk comic books. I mean, I've only read a, a handful of the lines of it, but I love the She-Hulk comic books. And when watching this show, I was so excited because it was like watching the books. I am ignoring the last episode <laughs> because that ruined the show for me. Why? Why? Just, just, just go back and show how it ended. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that, that's it. That, just, just mm-hmm. do that thing. Do it. <laughs> but beyond that, I loved it. I actually really liked it a lot. I was underwhelmed by it. I was very pleased with the casting. Um, the actress who plays uh, She-Hulk. Um, I knew her from a television series called Orphan Black, which if, if people have never seen that, I highly recommend it. So she's a phenomenal actress with great range. So I had no reservations that she wouldn't be able to handle um, the character. And I thought she did well, but I only, I really only enjoyed two of the nine episodes because uh, I pretty much found the rest of the series kind of boring. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it, other than the last episode. The last episode sucked. But I only really enjoyed the first episode and the, I think it was the next to last episode, the Daredevil episode, although he was in multiple. So I, mm. I, I enjoyed those two. I really enjoyed seeing Charlie Cox come back uh, as Daredevil, and I liked the first episode and her interactions with um, with Bruce. The other episodes, not counting the finale, I I just kind of found boring. They weren't. They it was like I was like, is there going to be yeah. a story? Is this actually going to go somewhere? And then when they finally reveal that there actually was a story, and the finale is like, eh, never mind. There yeah. really wasn't a story. Never mind. <laughs> it's like which is like I mean that was just a little bit too far. I know it's a fourth wall breaking character, a fourth wall breaking story. But still, that was just fucking stupid way to end it. Yeah, I guess my love for the character somewhat majorly influenced my opinion on it. <laughs> um, the show, I, I admit, they couldn't decide what the show was. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm watching it, I was thinking, man, if you're not a fan of the character, this is going to be terrible. Oh, I, mean, I didn't find it terrible. I just found it boring. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. I just like, eh. Nothing's happening. Yeah, I, I get it. I oh. found it amusing. I mean, I, I, it was a, it was entertaining, but it was just, to me it was kind of like empty entertainment. I didn't really I didn't really enjoy yeah. most of it. Fair enough. All right, what else you got? Well, since we uh, uh, at the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, also on Disney, something we did not like, Kenobi. Oh yeah, we didn't talk. How did we not talk about that? Either? <laughs> Man, we can't we we can't keep stopping for extended periods of time. Again, we have talked about Kenobi. We just didn't record about Kenobi. Oh man, that was not good. That was very not good. <laughs> yeah, that that for me watching Kenobi, it was just so inconsistent, and that's what really bothered me. It's like oh. Vader is killing him. 
oh no, there's fire between them. How is Vader ever going to reach 30 feet across fire with the Force when his opponent can't even really use the Force? What the fuck? The most powerful fucking being in the galaxy, it, who's burnt to death already, basically, has protective armor, can't walk across fire or force pull him through the fire or maybe even just pick him up with the force and slam his face down in the fire like a motherfucker that did it to him. <laughs> so, yeah, I was not a fan. <laughs> I mean, the only the only good there was a few lines of dialogue that were good. Again, the the scene, the big second real big showdown fight between Vader and Kenobi was this completely out of proportion and doesn't really make sense in canon but the fact that in that fight Vader is like you know you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker I did which was a good piece of dialogue but again it couldn't happen Kenobi would have been like well then I can fucking kill you then (laughs) you killed my friend you killed my brother I should be able to kill you and I'm a Jedi God look at how powerful I am but I won't hurt you. I'll just leave because I can't right. kill you because you're going to kill me later. Right now, I'm so powerful. I could crush the entire empire <laughs> with one wiggle of my finger. But no, I'm going to go back to Tatooine and, and basically wither away in the desert. Yeah, it, it, it was yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, there, there there's a lot of good parts, but ultimately it's just so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And they had to fit it into the world like with a pry bar and it made it not work. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I'm really hoping that they don't fuck up the Ahsoka series. Yeah, that I'll be pissed if they if they do that. Yeah. I mean, I love Ahsoka as a character, and I really love Rosario Dawson. If they screw that up, I mean, I, I, I would love to sit here and say I quit, and I won't watch Star Wars anymore, but mm-hmm. come on, let's be real. True. Oh, another one we could throw under the bus, Andor. Ah, I don't want to talk about Andor's. I don't understand why everyone fucking says it's so great. That series sucked. Yeah, it was really boring. I, I, I can get why people. I mean, it was. Oh, it shows the real world of Star Wars and the underground and how dirty it was and how being under the thumb of the Empire was so terrible. It's like if you knew Star Wars, you didn't need this show. You already knew all of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was unnecessary. It took the worst character, the most boring character of Rogue One, and expanded on it in a way that didn't care about. And also didn't give him any character development. It was pretty much a, a useless season. And, and again, going in, it was even worse. Going into this was like, oh, this has already been greenlit for two full seasons. So there's another season already guaranteed to come. And they said, oh, the second season is going to be so amazing. It's like, well, why did the first season suck so bad then? Right. <laughs> the whole first season, the whole time, it's like, all right, how did he get K2SO? And, yes. then, and then it's over. I'm like, wait, how did he get k 2 What the fuck? What was the point of this? <laughs> he is arguably in the exact same spot at the end of the first season that he was at the beginning of the first season. Literally nothing fucking happens. Yeah. And, and, and the back the qu- background story is like, again, if you know Star Wars, it doesn't add anything to it. And it just, uh, yeah, I don't understand. The critics and, and some fans have, have said that it's really great. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't care. I mean, I might watch the second season. And the, I mean, it took me, it took me forever to watch it. Like I, it was 
done for quite some time mm-hmm. before I eventually just said, I'm bored. I'll just sit here and just let it play and see what... I think I binged it in a weekend just to get it over with. I'm not going to lie. I was playing mobile games, and so I had it on, and I was following what happened, mm-hmm. but I kept getting bored and not paying attention, to be honest yeah. with you. Maybe there was more to it that I missed not paying attention, but I doubt it. <laughs> what, what else have you got to ruin my day? <laughs> I think I have brought enough ruination to your day. So let's talk about... So we're back. So yeah, what are we yeah. doing in the future? So as is possibly obvious by this episode, we're going to start being a little more raw. Uh, what <laughs> We're not going to put as much post-production on it. You spend a lot of... And this is kind of the... If you listen to our episodes, if you know us, you could probably tell which one of us edited. (laughs) 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 Because you were much more focused on content and making it flow really well. I was much more focused on the sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, What's going on in the background, you know, taking out the little pieces, make sure... All of the vocal are perfectly level and of the same. Yeah, and it, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, maybe some minor, like, take out some gaps or somebody flubbed something up. We might cut that out. But I think uh, content-wise, just kind of let it fly. Um, maybe do some quick post-production on, you know, run your algorithms to make it somewhat even sound-wise. Otherwise, you guys are going to hear a lot of S's and P's. <laughs> Yeah, of the of what I referred to as the lost episodes, I did that quick algorithmic cleanup mm-hmm. on them, and we'll probably just end up running those as our episode. The only exception to that is I will need to clean up our Peacemaker episode, only because we had an echoing problem mm-hmm. because we had a, a our guest host Brandon joined us, so we had a third microphone, and it caused a an echoing feedback on one side of the track. So. But other than that, but even then, that's all I'm going to do is take the mm-hmm. echoes out. Uh, everything else is going to stay the same. Well, in the Boba Fett episode, at least the first third of it should be pretty clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should see. Maybe you'll notice a, a, a discernible difference from the first third to the to the second to all I remember from the Boba Fett episode is, as is usually the case, I went on a long Star Wars rant. Which is probably where I lost interest and stopped it in editing. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, generally- I remember it being entertaining, though. I enjoyed yeah. doing it, but yeah, it's probably all over the place. And I mean, because really what it comes down to, for both of us, the different ways that we edit, it still ends up taking about twice as long to edit as it does to record. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then that's not taking into account all the prep time and everything going ahead of time. So uh, if we're going to keep moving forward with it, we really do have to cut down on how much time it takes. And that's the only place that we can cut down on how much time it takes. We also might get a little bit more focus. I think we tried a little bit too hard to come up with an outline and make sure we did like a professional review of a movie or a tv show and talk about all sorts of different things like the actors and the and the story and the special effects and stuff it's like let's just have a more just relaxed conversation about stuff that doesn't need to be um as in-depth as that did did you mention all uh, we we mentioned boba fett we mentioned peacemaker uh we mentioned sandman 
Did you mention we we had the historical reimaginings? I don't know if you mentioned that. I don't or think not. we did. Yeah, we had that, that. That was one of our thematic episodes of just sort of we were watching or talking about a, a bunch of different shows and and how how accurate they were to history and whether or not it was important to the story for entertainment purposes when mm-hmm. historical things are are filmed for TV and movies. So that's going to be historical reimaginings. And like you said, Peacemaker, uh, Boba Fett, and then the Sandman is probably going to be the most recent-ish mm-hmm. of our quote-unquote lost episodes. And in all likelihood, those will just be the next four things that come out. So we'll probably put out one of those lost episodes shortly after this episode airs. And then after that, probably just put out like one thing a month again. Yeah. Um, and then new, new content uh, might not actually hit the airwaves until the summer. But Because, I mean... It- since we started this, our number one thing is it's got to stay fun. Yes. And if it's not fun, there's no point in doing it. Agreed. So how do we keep it fun? Well, maybe we don't put the pressure on having to record every week or having to do something every week. Once a month, record it. Minor edits, put it out. It stays more fun that way. I think we also put a little bit too more, too much pressure on ourselves to do something current. Mm-hmm. Like, put out oh, a movie that this came out. We got to go get an episode out about that while it's still fresh in people's minds, which I don't think people care about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess also going back, so one of the things about this podcast that has bothered me from the start is the theme song. <laughs> because every time I start working on it, it's been Jim going, I need it now. And I'm like, oh, crap. And so it's it bothers me. Um no matter how many people tell me it's okay, I don't like it. Um, so I've been I've been working on it. Um, actually, most the last few weeks I've been working pretty hard on it. Uh, I think for the most part I've gotten everything written. Now I just got to be able to play it and be able to record it. Um, so hopefully within the next two years I'll have the theme song out. <laughs> Um, that was going to be my guess. Two years from now, the quote-unquote new theme song yeah. will debut. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was a musician, it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> or if I had an easier setup to record on, it is really hard to record in this setup your music by yourself. So unless I have somebody come over and run the recording equipment for me, which would be really boring for them, just sitting there listening to me screw up for four hours <laughs> per instrument. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's that's where I'm at with the theme song, but I'm actually fairly excited for it. I, I like how it sounds in my head. Now I just got to make it sound like that for you. <laughs> yeah. Anything else for you? No, I think we've covered it. We were away. We're back-ish. <laughs> New-ish episodes will drop soon. Newer-ish episodes will drop soon after that. <laughs> and we'll keep going as long as it's still fun. And if anyone actually even noticed that we were gone, sorry we were gone for so long. <laughs> and if, again, I'll, I'll throw it out there. If anybody that is a regular listener has any requests, feel free to reach out to us and we'll try. I know there's... We had one request that we really tried to do for a long time. I think about a year we tried to do it. We just could not figure out a way to talk about it in a substantial way that wasn't just 10 minutes of going, eh, it was all right. I think that's a problem we have with a lot of things. Yeah, there is. There, there's a lot of stuff, especially comedies, mm-hmm. uh, that we want to talk about, but we just don't have enough to say. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm out of things to say. Excellent. <laughs> so stay tuned-ish. We'll be back soon-ish with more new-ish stuff. Ish. Ish. Ish, 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 ish. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fanboy and the Hater. We really appreciate it and would love to hear your feedback. Give us a rating. Write a review. Reach out to us on Twitter at Fanboy and Hater. Email us at thefanboyandthehater at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on our website, fanboyandhater.podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Where you can download the free Podbean mobile app for Android and iOS. You can also find us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Once again, thanks for listening to The Fanboy and the Hater.